0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Rivers, in and out dribble against Gobert, retreats all the way out, Rudy stays with him. Now straightens up Rudy, Rivers a very good one-on-one player, tries to step back three and hits. 22-13 Rocket. Gordon powers the drive to the basket and scores, and Eric Gordon... Who at one point in his career was a 25 point a game scorer for the Clippers has got 19 in the first half. Rivers driving. Ball fakes. Flares it back out to Tucker. Hands to Gordon. Three ball right side. Good. 10 point Rocket lead. And just as the Jazz huff and puff a little bit, the Rockets fortify the lead.
1: You know, I thought as much as anything, the ball stuck. And, you know, when a team is that small and they're quick. and they're able to defend you in mean, one-on-one situations. When the ball stops, um, it becomes more difficult. Yeah, the Jazz did not play well. This was kind of their first real clunker game in a long, long time. They lose to the Rockets, 126-117. to 117. Where, do you, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the reasons why? Do you want to start with the biggest issues? Do you want to start uh, where you were
0: right? Uh, because uh, we're, we're I have a get, feeling that's where you no, might want no, to start. Not at, at all. all. We, we can get to that, and it might be related to some of the other stuff. But uh, we could, we could start where you were wrong. <laughs> uh, well, that's fine
1: too. Uh, Why don't um, you start there? Seems like you have a little more enthusiasm for where you were right. Well, who doesn't? Listen, uh, I heard Locke say this earlier today, and he's 100% right. Um, It it felt like one of those playoff matchups with Houston where what the Rockets were doing was really having a a tremendous effect on what the Jazz were doing. And one thing we've hit on throughout this hot streak from the Jazz recently is that they're winning games in a variety of different ways. Well, they didn't last night. They they tried to do what they do, and they couldn't. Yes, and they didn't adjust. They didn't find some way else to get it done, and that is something that they're certainly going to have to figure out, especially if they meet up against uh, this Rockets team in the playoffs again.
0: Well, when you when you where were the holes last night? Let's look at it that way. Where were the holes in the game? I mean, because when when you're watching, okay, Bogdanovich, ten of eighteen from the floor. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 14 and 25. Rudy Gobert scored, was had a double-double, 12 and, uh, what, uh, 14 boards. So, if I told you that, you probably would have thought the Jazz would win that game, right? So, where were the holes, Jake?
1: Okay, so, last night's box score was extremely misleading. Mm-hmm. Extremely <laughs> misleading, because here's a couple things. Bogdanovich, yes, he ended the game with 30 points on 10 of 18 shooting, but... A lot of that was when it was pretty much over. Uh-huh. I maybe, maybe not over, over, over. It's not, but, it's not ever over? And Rudy, I, yeah, I got a double-double for Rudy, and he got his numbers. And, and, yeah. But Rudy was not effective last night. He wasn't. And it wasn't entirely his fault, and I know we're going to get to that. But, Ruth, that was... That was not one of Rudy Gobert's better games. Coming off maybe one of his best, but here was the big deal. Donovan had to keep the team in the game for so long. That sounds familiar. It was a blueprint of last year. That's where we started this. He he fought and fought and fought, and he was the only player contributing for so long. And then they finally get into the point in the fourth quarter where it's like now or never, and... Donovan didn't have any help, and then was out of gas a little bit, to be honest. And and I that sounds too critical for Donovan because he's really the only one that really had an impact on the game mm-hmm. last night. But
0: he needs help.
1: He didn't okay. get any last night.
0: Let me can I bring up a couple trouble areas because I know you've dissected this game already in the post game last night and all that stuff, Jake. But let me let me uh, slant it my way, and then you take over okay. from there. All right. Okay, all right. So I'm watching the game, and the Jazz have struggled. But they climb back. They climb back to within six points. And what happens? Mike Conley turns the ball over a couple times. Bogdanovich had a turnover. I think in that same vicinity, uh, Donovan had a turnover. And boom, the lead is right back to double figures. And the Jazz never really could get their bearings after that point, and the reason I, I hone in on that is because individual possessions are so important in playoff basketball, and that's what we're looking at with this team right now. How will they perform in the playoffs? And it wasn't a playoff game, like you said, but you can't do that. You can't turn the ball. Was it four times in five, like five or six possessions? I I lost count, but they blew it in that moment. You cannot do that. And uh, the Jazz have been avoiding that a little more, but they could not do that. And the perimeter defense is a trouble spot for this team. Have I said that before? You, Jay- have, you have said that. And, by the way, I gave you a shout-out on the post
1: game. giving oh, you credit for it. I appreciate that. The, Thank you. Because the perimeter defense was a real issue. And with Rudy not necessarily in the paint, because he's chasing P.J. Tucker uh, all around Salt uh-huh. Lake County, that they were abused Time after time after time. And if you're going up against a lineup like that, speed was a real issue for the Jazz. Yes. Joe Ingles looked like he was standing Th- this, still. This
0: has been an issue. Yeah. And the Jazz have found ways to get around it for the most part. But obviously, everybody knows Houston, was their three best players were not playing. Guys who usually dominate games were not playing. And so what happens? Eric Gordon scores 50 points? 50 Eric Gordon scores 50 points you cannot allow that to happen and the jazz struggled with Houston switching defense I mean these are things that are were all too familiar and you thought okay this is a whole new jazz team well they suffered from the same effects yeah
1: and and I think a good point was made in the post game that You know, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert have played against this switching defense, but, you know, Jordan Clarkson and and Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich have not, and they need to get on the same page. But here's the thing. Your your perimeter defense point, uh, I think, is right on the money because why did Eric Gordon have 50 points? He went to the line 20 times, 20, and Rockets did 49 total. So instead of staying in front of their guy, Mm -hmm. what did they
0: do, Gordon? They fouled. They fouled. And And, and the thing about that that's just so striking is that Quinn Snyder preaches good defense, don't foul. Back in the Jerry Sloan days, what did the Jazz do? Jake, when they couldn't cover their man? They fouled. They fouled. They, They were at the top of the league almost every year or near there in fouls. But that's not Quinn's philosophy. Quinn's philosophy is, no, no, play the defense beforehand so you don't send these guys on a parade to the foul line. And that's exactly what happened. So the team, when the, when the Jazz have been brilliant this year, they have followed what Quinn has told them to do. And you can see it on the floor. Last night, they did not do that. And, and people think, okay, where are the answers? You've got to come up with the answers. You're the coach, right? Well, Quinn Snyder was telling them things to do, but they weren't doing them. And when that happens, you're going to lose. And last night, Quinn had a particularly
1: insightful, I thought, uh, post-game press conference where he talked about all this stuff. And and Rudy said something that I, th- I thought was spot on the money from uh, the Jazz on the offensive side. He said they took the shots that Houston wanted them to take, not the shots they wanted to take. And you saw that because the ball didn't move. There was a lot of no pass, one pass possessions, a lot of ISO ball. And that's exactly what Houston yes. wants. I mean, the... Ben brought this up a bunch on the post game, and, and he's totally right. The first play of the game was indicative of how it was going to go because it ended up in a Joe Ingles step-back three. Uh-huh. And you know what? It, uh, listen, Joe Ingles has made that shot a couple of times, but the point is the first possession, the Jazz always have an idea of what they want. They always run a play. They practice the play and shoot around, and that's not it. Joe Ingles step back three point shot is not what they wanted and they ended up taking shots like that all
0: game long and if you remember what happened last year in the playoffs who struggled by the league Joe Ingles and he's, well. Here, just it's not all his fault. That's not my point. Just to defend Joe
1: a little bit, Jordan Clarkson struggled mightily yes. last night. I know Mike Conley's box score was not terrible, but I, I thought he struggled last night. Five turnovers is certainly uh, not good. Other guys, I mean, struggled. Royce O'Neill struggled last night. I mean, it, Bogdanovich had 30 points, but... I didn't think it was one of his better games, and Donovan was really good. And the Rockets found a way to take Rudy out of the game. Yes, and that's the recipe. And and,
0: and, play. They, and that, that again. That's no big surprise. <laughs> They've done it before, like well, you've said. And now, a couple other things about the Rockets. We already said that obviously Harden and Westbrook didn't play. Capella is a big part of what they do, but they were coming off the back uh, second and a half of a back to back.
1: Yeah, but those guys, from a Houston standpoint, those guys were playing. Uh, Here's my analogy for the okay, day. Here ready, Here's my uh, analogy for They the were fully day. rested. They were playing <laughs> like David James on the first day of PK's vacation. <laughs> and we're and we're out of jail. We're DJ
0: feels, School's over. We can do what we want.
1: He feels free to stat nerd out and to, you know, talk about uh, the minutia of Major League Soccer and, and uh, get into a breakdown of the, you know, uh, what, the, Atlantic uh, the Atlantic Division. I mean, really sink his teeth into stuff, right? You know, that's how Houston was playing last night. Woo-hoo! Uh, uh, Eric Gordon was it- like, hey, look, look, I'm, I'm good, I swear. <laughs> look how good I'm playing.
0: <sighs> well, uh, Yes. I'll agree with Didn't that. Didn't it have that feel They the up, but shouldn't yeah. the Jazz have been ready, prepared to handle that kind of thing? I'm sure that Quinn talked a big a lot about that as well. You know, obviously, they're not playing. They don't have their three stars, essentially. So, fellas, don't let down. Don't no,
1: let th- but it was a letdown. They saw those guys weren't going to play, and they, they went out there and thought they were going to have an easy
0: win. I've heard some people make excuses for the Jazz. I'm not making a single one. That was pathetic. That was below, they betrayed themselves.
1: Last night. Right, but, I mean, everybody wants to get into why, and I think there's a zillion different reasons, and I think... But not, don't say it's because they're tired. No, it's not, it wasn't. No, they were the rested
0: team. You can't use that excuse. Or don't sir. say because they, they uh, you know, they... I mean, maybe they did let down, but, that, that, I mean, that should not happen. No, it shouldn't. Not they for were... a team like this, not for a team trying to prove that uh, this uh, glossy stretch they've had... Uh, has not been solely because they've been playing substandard teams. No, you want to beat the better teams in the West, especially on your home floor where you are darn near invincible. And last night they were vincible <laughs> That's a word. Yeah. Uh, people played badly. And we'll get into more of it. I, I
1: do want to have a discussion with you more about the perimeter defense. We've got to talk about Mike Conley and, and getting him going and figuring out What's going on exactly there?
0: I think perimeter defense, those two things, interestingly, you brought them up in tandem because I think those are the two biggest questions that the Jazz have yet to solve.
1: All right, Gordon, uh, I want to switch gears. Let's talk a little bit, uh, Gordon, on NFL draft or or the senior bowl. And I'm not so sure uh, you and I both were kind of exchanging vacations over the past week, uh, how much you got a chance to really focus on it. But um, it's interesting, pro football focus that's out there has all these Big-time uh, praise for all these Utes in the Senior Bowl and not. I mean, Zach Moss is number one right now on their list of running backs. And Bradley and I, who absolutely, what, do you have two sacks in the Senior Bowl and was uh, was kind of a star if you were following it on social media. I mean, these guys are, are playing their way up up draft boards and it's it's good to see him take advantage of it jo, um, uh, jordan love was mvp of practice for a day there at and, the, and the practice
0: is really important it's not just the game it's it's uh, where the coaches and can get a good look at these guys as they go through these drills and whatnot i think that's where the most value is and yeah they, they said that an impression was made which i i e- Part of reading this is almost disappointing,
1: and I I don't mean to to take a negative story out of what is ultimately a positive one, because if you look across the positional draft boards, I mean, there's a ute on pretty much every single one of them, which is is pretty remarkable. But is, is it bad that my first reaction was, oh, man, they could have been better? Like wall at the University of Utah. I, I don't want to say miss opportunity for this season because I don't think it was entirely disappointing. But you look at all this NFL talent across the board, and these guys like Bradley and I are dominating these big time stages. And Jalen Johnson is far up on boards as he is Zach Moss. If he turns out to be the number one running back or somewhere, I mean, it's just it, I don't we haven't seen it before, and it it feels
0: like we st- should still be talking about a Pac-12 championship. Well, they certainly were given the opportunity. That's for sure. And they created some of it. Doesn't Kyle Whittingham usually get credit for coaching the heck out of these guys and getting the most out of them? Are you suggesting that perhaps that wasn't the case this last
1: year? No, uh, I'm not. I'm actually not suggesting that. And and let me explain why here for a second, because a lot of these guys were not. Five star recruits or four star recruits that were layups for the NFL, and you just had to not screw it up. These were guys that came in, and, and some of them were more highly touted than others, but these were guys that, that came in, developed, played their way into these positions to, to even go to the Senior Bowl in the first place. So, so no, I don't want to say that because that's not true. But if they were developed
0: I'm, into that, was it not
1: finished properly? You're really trying to get me to throw no. The coaches I'm, not, I'm under just the wanting to know. I want I, to I, make your point clear. I just I, I think it's disappointing because the end didn't match the potential. And that, that sounds like I'm saying it's a failure because I'm trying not to because you're the one who set the standard that they didn't meet, not me. Well, yeah, but,
0: but hold on a second. Isn't that a coach's primary job is to get the most out of whatever it is that his they, players can give? Correct. But did they underachieve? Not really. But And maybe that's why I'm
1: I think they, they did.
0: I think they did underachieve. You did. I, 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 I think that team should have been, at a minimum, going to the Rose Bowl. That was my perception of it. Uh, that was the setup for it. That was the expectation. And that was not achieved. Nope. It, it wasn't. But, I see, I set the standard of going back to the Pac-12
1: title game. I think it could have been a successful year, and I think it was. They hit 11 wins. I no, know. Teams I know. I know, that I know but it, but was, it
0: does feel like they left something out there.
1: Yes. It, uh, I get that. I and I a, guess that's
0: what I'm saying. That's a fair criticism, if that's what you want to call it. I think it's an assessment. I think the Utes last year, if they did not go to the Rose Bowl, it was uh, a disappointment.
1: I don't think I can call an 11-win season a disappointment. I just can't. I mean, can't, how many yeah, people I mean, were uh, predicting but, them to go undefeated? Nobody no, was. No, but how
0: many people picked them to win the conference? Uh,
1: I got it. But that, I mean, we're talking splitting hairs. I mean, to, to win the conference this particular year, you year had to go undefeated.
0: Uh, okay, whatever. however but, you want to say it but
1: i i i mean we haven't seen that much talent accrued at utah at one given moment ever and uh, it felt I would like and, and it felt like if there was a year to have a sugar bowl type year in the context of the pac 12 achievement wise it felt like this past year was the year and seeing all this amazing talent i mean think about think about where they're being placed amongst the rest of college football, where there's so much amazing talent out there, Utah is is proving that it has some of the best or has developed some of the best. You you feel like that would have been enough to get by Oregon. I I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here. You are I'm trying to say it's not the the season as a whole wasn't a disappointment, but looking at all this, it does feel like there was something left out there. I agree. Oh, so it, I am make talk- up your mind. I, I I feel like this is a, a justified answer. Which one? It wasn't. Cha- it doesn't always have to be championship or bust. You can take some satisfaction in a good season, but I think you can also feel like there was something left. Okay, so you're
0: gonna leave? You're gonna you're gonna keep it that way, huh? I am. I feel like a, that's a pretty solid. Okay, answer. this is the way I would say it. I compliment the players themselves for uh, listening and for being developed, and the coaches for that development. However, in this particular case, that team should have done more.
1: Okay, so the the Jazz of the '90s with uh, with Stockton Malone, they had the potential to win the NBA championship. It wasn't doomed from tip with Michael Jordan's Bulls, but yet they didn't get there. But you can still be satisfied and say
0: that was amazing. That's what I'm trying to get at, I guess. Like, well, you bring up that question. That's a that's a great uh, debate, I guess. Uh, if 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 people around here really as they like to say that John Stockton was the best point guard ever, if that's what they like to say, and they do and and Carmelone was the best power forward ever, if you have two of the best players at their positions ever then they should have won a championship did not, but had an amazing run so so i that causes me to believe that maybe they weren't the best
1: at those positions. well, I don't think they were. I don't either. I don't think... I don't think... But jazz fans like to think that. We tease you... uh, Well, it depends on what your definition of the position is. But, I mean, I think most jazz fans are pretty realistic about their position in history. But, I mean, to say that they weren't two of the greatest, I think, is ridiculous. And they went on a a terrific run. That created a a fan base here that is unbelievable. They deserve all the credit in the world. What did Frank Layton say? They made us all rich... (laughs) and i know frank's talking about money but didn't they make us all rich in a way with the experiences and memories and all those things and and fandom that has extended to this day i mean that's all positive stuff
0: you can paint it any which way you want. All I know is they didn't win a championship, even when Michael Jordan was not in basketball for a couple of years. So they're obviously failure. No, that's not what I said. they obviously That's failures. not what so, I, I said. Why, okay, you no, it? I'm looking for clarity here. You're, Tear you're, the statues no, down. You Just are, bring them down you now. You are muddying up the picture left and right. Which is and exactly and, what you did to me. Leaving, and leaving it extremely ambiguous. Which is exactly I'm, I'm what you I'm saying it, did it to clear. Me. Stockton and Malone were not the best players at their position, and what they did was what they were. And I'm saying the same thing with the Utes. I'm saying, okay, if they the expectation was higher than the realization. So I, I've heard people say that, and including people I respect. Oh, the Utes season was not disappointing, and you just said it. It was disappointing. How could you be disappointed with 11 wins? Because the expectation was beyond that. How could you be disappointed with going to the NBA Finals? I'm actually actually complimenting the youths by saying the expectation was higher than what they actually achieved.
1: You're calling them failures. Yeah, it sounds like it's not a failure.
0: Not a failure, just subpar to what might have been. Tear down the statues. No, why, why are they no, even up there? Why you know what? Erase what it saying. from the record books. Just, just I'm asking for real. Why did they even? Here. Why
1: did they even lace him up?
0: No, that's what was not the what point of
1: that? Why did? Why did Utah even go out onto that field? Not what I'm saying. I'd like you to see you call Lecky Fotu a failure to his
0: face. I I did not call him a failure. I said that the Utes. Achievement was below what the expectation was. Okay, sir. Now who's talking about no, both sides I'm, not talking, I'm, 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 okay. I'm the one that's talking okay. clear. Right. You're the one that's saying, "Oh, they had this great season, but they didn't do what they, they were." They won.
1: They won 11 games. They won 11 games. You ask
0: fans; they'll tell you it was they expected more.
1: They lost 11 games, but it felt like they left something out there. I got it. Now you're saying, well, they're failures, <laughs> but, that, but that's did, actually a compliment. I failure yeah, word. You I never did. used that. I never said that. Okay. No. All right, uh, Tommy Thesaurus. We, got, we all picked up what you were putting down without you having to use the word failure. <laughs> all right. Okay. Actually, Theodore Thesaurus would have been better.
0: <laughs> Jake. You danced around that. You know, you're right. You said yesterday you were a great dancer. I see now what you were talking <laughs> mm, about. Okay. <laughs> Calling everybody a failure and saying, oh, but I don't want all the
1: blowback." blowbacks. So no, what are you, you talking know, about?
0: Like, <laughs> no. A failure is somebody who doesn't achieve anything at all. I said it was a disappointment. mm. Mm -hmm. Show a little sophistication in being able to
1: find your way through that. I could say the same thing to you. (laughs) All right. We'll have more coming up next. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.